Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. From the makeshift studios in Mullica Hill, New Jersey, it's talking itch with your commish for the final time this season, this decade. And we are at the end of yet another fantasy football season, our fifth season. And it all ends with one team standing on top of the mountain for the second time. Zach Fox is your founding father, fantasy football champion. And let me tell you something about Zifo, we'll just get right into it, right out the jump. Zifo has been one of the most dominant teams in this league from the get. And I'll say this about Zifo. You know, after the first season, due to a lack of participation, he was on the fringe, man. Like, Zifo was ready to get uh, get the boot because uh, participation means a lot to me. And when you don't participate, I get a little upset. And Zifo was like uh, kind of the last team in, a recommendation that came from the peanut gallery and said, Hey, Zifo should be in. So we have Zifo come in, and ever since, he's dominated. And I'll be honest, participation has just become so much better. I really feel like he's a fundamental part of this league now. And the numbers show it. Two championships. That's best for, uh, you know, ties the commission now for all-time championships. Me and Zifo own pretty much all the championships except the one that Mark had. So in the five five years that uh, this league has existed, it's been dominated by me and Zifo, but Zifo more so than anyone. 42-23 and 23 is his all-time regular season record. That's best by eight games. So the commission is the next closest, but eight games behind Zifo. Five and three all-time in the playoffs. Um, that's tied for first overall in terms of wins. Best in league history. So 47-26 all-time record. The best ever in league history. Three-time Jew division champion. Most points scored all time. He dominates. Ten weekly MVPs. The next closest is six. Most points scored not only in a championship game, but uh, ever with 197.15 points in the championship game. Just an utterly dominant performance here by Zifo in the first five years of the league's existence. And uh, for his win, you know, he takes home the, the big pot, and uh, he will be... Your uh, your season winner and the proud winner of the $1,350 cash money. Uh, on top of that, Zifo's going to get the $50 for being a division champion and then any other money that he's owed. A little note about playoff or, uh, payouts. Uh, I know I owe some people some money. We're going to try to get that sorted out here today at some point. This is uh, the last day of the year, 2019, last year of the decade. Just got to get my bills paid and stuff because this Venmo thing's not really working out. This is why I wish we had a you know, a pay system that can handle all the payments in the way that I want to do the payments. So I don't have to put it in a Venmo account, which then, you know, money kind of comes and goes from that. And now I kind of have to figure out how to pay Zifo because you can't add money to Venmo. You can't do that. So it's either going to come out of my bank account. So I was, I might just do a bank transfer to everybody I owe money to, except for the small amounts, which we'll just handle through Venmo. That's probably how we'll work it out. But money will come. Don't you worry. But congratulations to Zifo on yet another championship. The banner will go up in the basement at some point. In the near future, the belt is yours. You can come claim it whenever you want. And we'll make sure that we get your placards and everything on there. So just give me a little bit of time to get the placards and everything to put on the trophies. And then uh, you can be on your merry little way. 
And uh, very happy for Phil. Very deserving champion, I think, this year. Pretty much dominated from the get-go. Best team regular season. This guy's really never missed the playoffs, I don't think. I don't think he's ever missed the playoffs. Been in the playoffs every single year, giving him ch- himself a chance to compete. The three Jew Division championships is absurd. The two-time uh, league champion, now uh, joining the elite company with the commission. Just congratulations all around to Zifo. Very well-deserved. Um, very happy for you, my friend. If you ever want to uh, you know, get rings that say two-time champions and we'll start some kind of two-time champion club, let me know. We can hang out. So here we are, the end of five years, and... I think this league is really starting to shape up to be something, you know, something that we can hold on to for a long time to come. I'm hoping this is the glue that keeps everybody together. At least that's what I intend this to be. So I want to get better every year. And with that, I think next year, as we mentioned, we're going to go to a, some kind of paid app. We'll figure out what that is in the off season. I'll do a lot of homework there. There's a lot of changes I want to make to the league, including getting rid of the kicker. That doesn't necessarily mean we have to replace the kicker somehow. But just getting rid of the kicker because it's a fucking pussy-ass motherfucking thing that we have in our league. And, you know, obviously all the other things that kind of we always talk about. Like more opportunities for payouts, maybe changing the payout structure. I have a huge interest in going to a conference-style format, which I pitched at the beginning of this year. But I think the argument just wasn't strong enough. But what comes with a conference structure, I think, is a better schedule to make sure that, number one, you play every team once. I think we have to establish that. And then... I would like to make it so that you play the teams within your division or your conference, whatever, two times a year. And then culminates in the Gentiles and the Jews producing a champion, which then plays in the final game of the regular season or the playoffs, whatever you want to call it, for the trophy. That's how it should go, in my mind. So that's one suggested change I have. Several others. But, uh, you know, let's take the offseason and think about it. Write that shit down. I really want you guys to take this offseason seriously. I want you to think about all the things you want to change and come to the table with not some half-assed argument or one line. Really give it some substance. Give it some meat. Put some meat on those bones and hand it into your commission, and we'll talk about it. And we'll do it before the fucking draft because draft day, there's a lot going on. Dongs are going to be back again next year, very strong. Already got some ideas floating around for that. Hopefully the weather stays, uh, stays good. We've been very fortunate to have good weather so far here in the Dongs, so knock on wood that that continues. And yeah, man, so football season's coming down to uh, to the nitty-gritty here. The playoffs are about to start, and your birds are in, which I'm very excited about. So I thought one thing that would be fun that we could do here in the last podcast of the decade is to just, because this is a football podcast first and foremost, is to recap all of the Super Bowls that have been played this decade. Because when I looked back at the Super Bowls, I was like, holy shit, there have been some fucking great games. And... Some great moments in those Super Bowls. And when you look at the current uh, playoff picture right now, five of the 12 teams are Super Bowl champions from this decade. How crazy is that? A lot of parody in the NFL, I guess you could say. I'll start with the Super Bowl that was in 2010, so played in 2010, but it was a 2009 season. It was the Super Bowl between Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, um, Saints versus Colts. The big thing from this game, if you'll remember, was one of the gutsiest calls that I can remember to start a second half in Super Bowl history. Sean Payton just putting his balls on the table, fucking onside kicking to start the second half, gets the ball, and that changed the course of the game. You were about to see Peyton Manning win the Super Bowl, 
and Drew Brees ripped it away from him in what was a memorable season because that was kind of coming off the heels of the whole Katrina thing and all that stuff. And huge, huge Super Bowl there for Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints, who have been pretty much one of those teams that's always been there since. Haven't been able to get back there, got screwed last year, but they kicked off the decade with what was one hell of a game. 2011, you saw the emergence of Aaron Rodgers and those Green Bay Packers, Packers um, who went three games on the road. That's what I remember from that uh, that playoff run. Aaron Rodgers goes on the road, wins three straight games as the sixth seed in route to the Super Bowl. And I think one thing that people tend to forget about, because it's all Aaron Rodgers when we think about Green Bay, but that defense was dominant. Colin Jenkins, Clay Matthews, A.J. Hawk, and the ageless wonder, Chuck Woodson back there in the secondary. Uh, another great Super Bowl. And then 2012, one of the more memorable ones. Super Bowl 42 rematch, New York football Giants versus the New England Patriots. New England Patriots under Tom Brady have at that point had only lost to Eli Manning and the Giants in a Super Bowl game. And with 346 left in the game, the ball on their own 12th, Eli Manning needed a little bit of magic to get the ball downfield, and that's just what he found. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the sideline. They're going to rule it a catch by Manningham. Along the sideline, they're going to spot the ball at the 50-yard line. This is absolutely brilliant. If he makes this play, let's watch his feet. Clean catch. I think he got him down. And then if you'll remember, that comes off the heels of the Tyree catch in the previous Super Bowl that these guys faced each other. So another miraculous catch to get the ball to a point where the Giants just kind of marched it downfield, chewed up the clock. And then you'll remember, Belichick intentionally allows the touchdown. And he, and he, I think it was Bradshaw. He tried to stop himself from going into the end zone, realizing what Belichick was doing and trying to just go down. And goes into the end zone just with all the momentum he had and scores the touchdown, giving Brady an opportunity to come back. But they just couldn't get it done on the Hail Mary. Giants win again over the New England Patriots and just rip that Super Bowl away from Brady one more time. 2013, uh, that was a memorable Super Bowl because it was 49ers-Ravens, Harborough versus Harborough, brother versus brother. Um, the game's so electric, the lights went out. 34-minute delay for the blackout that occurred. And if you'll remember, it was 28-6 uh, when that blackout happened. 49ers came all the way back, almost came all the way back, but Joe Flacco and the boys just were able to hold him off. And the guy from Audubon, New Jersey, leads his team to the promised land in a game that started that whole discussion of what is an elite quarterback? Is Joe Flacco an elite quarterback? You remember that? That was a whole thing after that game. 2014, Seattle, Legion of Boom. Blew the fucking doors off of Peyton Manning and the Broncos in the first cold-weather Super Bowl game out that was played outdoors ever. And one of the memorable things about this, which really set the tone for the game, was the first play of the game. It's snapped over the head of Peyton Manning. A flag is down, and the ball's out of the back of the end zone. It's a safety to start this game as Manning wasn't ready. And then Seattle just kind of went on to just blow the fucking doors off the Broncos. Um, for I think that was their first win ever in the Super Bowl for Seattle. And then they came back the very next year, 2015. We had Seattle versus New England. And what I remember to be as one of the most like exciting Super Bowls, at least from the second half on, probably the most exciting second half of a Super Bowl I can remember. The game was tied 14-14 going into halftime. Seahawks built a 10-point lead there in the third quarter. Patriots rallied taking a 28-24 lead with, I think it was like two minutes left in the game, like 2.02 or something like that. 
Seattle came all the way downfield to the one-yard line. Rather than running the ball with Marshawn Lynch, who was arguably the decade's biggest power runner, here's what happened. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Undrafted rookie Malcolm Butler picks the ball off at the goal line in a play that I I just watched this special about Belichick and Nick Saban. They talk about that play and how it all comes down to preparation. They practiced that exact play, and Malcolm Butler in practice fucked that play up like a million times, but when it mattered, because he was prepared, because he had seen it before, because Belichick was a great coach, he preempted the route, jumped the route, intercepted the ball, pretty much ended the fucking game. Tom Brady, with that win, was Super Bowl number four, his first of the decade at that point. We weren't done from hearing from uh, Mr. Brady, not by far. 2016 was Super Bowl 50, featured Denver in, uh, and Peyton, game manager at that point, Peyton Manning, and the electric Ham Cam Newton. This was another, uh, I think, snoozer of a Super Bowl. Von Miller pretty much dominated on defense. Broncos took an early lead and never really trailed in the game. Um, boring fucking Super Bowl for the 50th ever. It took till the next year, 2017. New England back in the Super Bowl, this time facing Atlanta. Down 28-3. to Atlanta led 28-3 to midway through the third fucking quarter, only to watch that lead disappear. Tom Brady and the boys putting up 25 unanswered points to tie the game, to head into overtime where New England won the coin toss, charged 75 yards downfield to win their fifth Super Bowl under Tom Brady and Belichick. Just a ridiculous comeback, probably the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history, only adding to the legacy of Tom Brady. And then 2018, the legend of Big Dick Nick, backup quarterback, Carson goes down, went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady most of the fucking game. This was one of the most historic offensive football games ever played in a Super Bowl. Most yards put up by two teams, fewest punts, and most points scored by a losing team in the Super Bowl. And it came down to one play, if you'll remember. Weren't, there weren't turnovers in this game except for one, which was the game changer, in my opinion. Let's go right to the Merrill Reese call uh, on 94 WIP. With White to his right, Brady back again. He stepped up, he's hit, and falls forward. He fumbled and he fumbles the football, and the Eagles have it. It is recovered by, yeah, it is unrecovered by Barnett. Barnett, Barnett, Brady fumbles, and Barnett has the ball. Between that, the Philly special, just the excitement of the game, the fact that this is our first Super Bowl ever, um, the most one of the most memorable things I can ever think of came in, came that year, the Eagles Super Bowl. I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget it. The greatest Super Bowl to me, my personal life ever. And I, yes, I'm not being, uh, you know, super objective about that. But fuck you, I don't care. It's the greatest Super Bowl in my opinion that was ever played. I was so excited after the game, so fucked up too, because it's like, you know, I was so nervous. I kept just kept drinking and drinking. I sent Brandon Graham a note. I just found this the other day. I sent Brandon Graham a DM, slipped into his DMs on Instagram. I said, Brandon Graham, I don't know you, and you don't know me, but trust me, I will never forget you taking taking that ball away from the Brady and bringing the trophy to Philly. So proud of you and this team. Congrats. Enjoy the moment. <laughs> just in my drunken stupor, just thinking that Brandon Graham's going to read this. Fuck, fuck it. I just sent it to him. And then uh, the last Super Bowl of uh, the decade was New England taking down L.A., in one of the lowest scoring games in Super Bowl history, a really fucking clunker of a Super Bowl. But that 13-3 score uh, proje- propelled Brady to a sixth Super Bowl win, 
the only player now ever with six Super Bowl rings. He certainly is the GOAT. And now we come down to 2020, Miami, Florida. There's 12 teams left, all who I think are viable options to go to that Super Bowl. There's no one team here that stands out to me beyond all other teams. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good football teams here. you got 49ers. Here, here's, we'll just go down the order. Um, number one seed in the NFC is the 49ers, followed by Green Bay. New Orleans, who will take on the sixth seed in Seattle, or, uh, Minnesota. And then the fourth seed, the Eagles, will take on the fifth seed in the Seattle Seahawks. On the AFC side, you've got Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens at the, as the number one seed. Number two seed, Kansas City, sneaking in there after New England, who is now the third seed, lost against Miami in Week 17. New England will face off against uh, Tennessee Titans, the sixth seed. And then Houston, the fourth seed, will host the Buffalo Bills in wildcard matchups. When you look at these teams, again, five of these teams have won Super Bowls in the last decade. All, I think, have an opportunity to do it again. And you've got some teams in there that are hungry for a Super Bowl, teams like Kansas City. Um, actually, I just looked at this again. There's six teams, <laughs> six teams in the playoffs that have won Super Bowls in the last decade. I forgot to include Baltimore. Baltimore won in that blackout game. So six of the teams in the playoffs have won Super Bowls in the last decade. I really want to see, uh, if it's not going to be the Eagles, I really want to see Big Red pull one out. That guy deserves a Super Bowl more than anybody. And he just gets so close and just can't get there. And if he's not going to get it done with Pat Mahomes and this team, he may never get it done. So we'll see what happens. I'm feeling pretty bullish about the birds. I know that we've got a lot of injuries. You can tell me that all fucking day long. That doesn't make me think anything. We had a lot of injuries when we went to the Super Bowl the last time. And I get it. You know, some of those injuries weren't as key, you could say, as the injuries this year. I can make an argument that they are. And I can make an argument that even with this scrub list of, t like, talent list of receivers and all of that, Zach Ertz potentially not being able to play, I still have hope. I, I will always have hope after watching Nick Foles hoist the Lombardi Trophy. If Nick Foles can do it, can Carson do it with a cast of characters that are just like the land of misfit toys? I think he can. I think he can get it done. Don't sleep on those birds. Let's go, birds! So we enter our first uh, decade, 2020, as a league. It's the first decade we've ever entered together, so... Happy New Year to all of you, uh, preemptively, and let's make next year and this next decade the greatest we've ever seen. The greatest fantasy football, the greatest friendship era <laughs> of decades that we've seen. All of us are now entering that stage in life where we're older, than we're going to be in our 30s. This decade is the one where we'll probably see kids popping up left and right. You know, the last of us probably getting married and then popping out kids and shit. But let's not lose sight of what's really important here, and that's all of us, together, being friends, which is a beautiful thing. Not too many people can say that they've got this many friends from all the way back to high school. You guys go even further back, some of you. And don't lose sight of that as we enter this next decade. And uh, allow this fantasy football podcast or league, whatever you want, to be uh, you know, the thing that keeps you, keeps you engaged, keeps you together. Something to talk about, something to always come back to. No matter where on the globe you may be, whether you're in... You know, Mullica Hill, New Jersey, or Bumblefuck in Cleveland, you know. We're always together through the podcast, and that's why I like doing it, and that's why I'll continue to do it until you guys tell me to shut the fuck up. With that, let's hear from you one final time here for 2019 in the decade. I'll start with BJ licking his wounds over the loss. Sorry for the delay, Kamish. Uh, Mark and I are both battling a fucking pretty shitty stomach virus. Uh, has not been pleasant. Uh, regardless, to 
say I, uh, I'm disappointed with the way the season ended would be an understatement. Two years in a row, put myself in position to just get the fucking doors blown off, man. It's all about peaks and valleys in, in life and fantasy, man. And last week I peaked and this week I fucking valleyed. What can I say? Low score this week, high score last week. But uh, Fox deserved it, man. He's I think he was the best team throughout, throughout most of the year. Uh, so congrats to him on, on doubling up on the championship. Um, I'm hoping I'll be back next year, man. I want, I want, I want a belt. I want a fucking, my banner risen. I, I just, I want to be in the club very badly. So commission, thanks for another good year. Everyone else, uh, you know, what's in store for you, man. Uncle Butch is here to stay. I think three leagues is getting tough for me, but you know, I'm going to try to do my best. But y'all got to step your game up. That's all I'm going to say. Peace. I do got to agree with Uncle BJ. The guy's been in the league a lot less than some of the people that started in the league, and he has already had more success than most of you. He's honestly had more success than probably 95% of this league. Second straight championship appearance. I think he could get it done here soon. Gets the one more. Third time's a charm, right, BJ? You just got to keep plugging away. And we're happy to have you. Great member of the league. Great contributions. Um, very happy with BJ. Great addition. Let's go to Dave. Brian, thanks so much for another great year, another great season. Congratulations, Zifo. You earned it. Because I know you do a lot of research and prep work. So good on you, Mike. But uh, I liked how the podcasts were a little shorter and condensed this year. Just I feel like it makes your life easier and the overall quality is better. Um, so I just want to say thanks again and Happy New Year. Happy 30th. Hopefully it was fun. Sorry I missed it. And go birds. Yeah, man. I think I'm uh, starting to figure out the formula for the podcast a little bit more. Um, when I have something to talk about and I can go on about it, I'm going to go on about it. But if I don't, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. That's kind of what it's all about. And that's that does help me prevent me from burning out a little bit. Um, when I was doing those longer form podcasts, you know, you get a little burned out. You uh, you talk too much. So I'm just sitting here in my basement alone. And what's even tougher is, you know, I know it's a trek to get down here to Mullica Hill and not having people around in the studio makes makes it a little tougher, you know. I, I mean, I can sit here and talk to myself for hours. I really could. But I'd rather have someone to talk to, somebody to bounce some ideas off of. So for next year, if you guys can make it, schedule some time. Maybe we'll schedule it in the beginning of the season so I can hold you accountable to it. Be like, hey, this is your week to come to the studio. Come on in. Come on in. Or I'll travel out to you. Even better. Um, if you schedule it far enough in advance. Let's get that going next year. Let's go to Jake. Puerto Rico. Brempra. Kamish. King of Jetro. Chilling here in uh, Puerto Rico. And Vega Baja. A little town in the uh, north, northwest of Puerto Rico. Chilling on the beach. Watching the sunset. It's... Uh, you know, who knows what time it is. Some guy just tried to ask for you for money, but he heard me speaking English, so he walked away. It's a cool little spot here. Cousin has a house. Drank medallas in the beach, all in the ocean all day. Grilled out all day. Fucking cars keep driving up and down, blaring reggaeton music. It's just a good time by all. You know, thank you for another good year of podcasting and of fantasy football. 
I would expect you to say, Jake, thank you for sending in Sounders. But then I would say, no, 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 no. Thank you for the opportunity to send in Sounders to the number one fantasy football podcast in the entire world. So, Brent, keep doing what you're doing. Keep going as you're going. I'll keep donating $200 to who, to the winner of our league every year and paintball the loser. So, uh, with that said, go birds, dude. We're going to beat a bunch of giants, dude. Cowboys could suck my dick. I told you, dudes. All you Carson haters all year. Oh, dude, Carson, he, he sucks, dude. Doug Patterson sucks. Guess what? You guys suck. Yeah, I'm talking to you, 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 and you. Birds are making the playoffs, and they're making a run. Fuck all the haters. Hell fucking yeah, Jake. And thank you for the kind words. The podcast will go on, and we will always be, um, you know, number one in our hearts for your hilarious contributions this year. Um, great year here by Jake on the soundboard. Um, really coming in with the fire and flames and the heat. Made the commission laugh a bunch, and I appreciate you, brother. Let's close it down with our champion, checking in for one final time this decade. Yo, it's the champ here, Christian McFarter. Still a little sick, if you can hear the uh, the voice, but uh, fucking pumped, dude. Uh, just wanted to wish BJ... Congrats on second place. You know, he uh, was a solid um, opponent, even though he lost by over 100. You know, it was great that he showed up and really, uh, you know, tried. Um, The one thing I'm pissed about, I was really hoping to break 200. I was really curious. I was going to ask Brent what the, the record is for most points in a week. Um, I had to have been pretty close, but maybe someone broke 200. Um, but yeah, no, I can't wait to, um, this was a huge victory for me, honestly. I'm happy to be part of the second champ club and I'm really looking forward to the banner, um, reveal hopefully, uh, hopefully soon, but, uh, love you guys, Brent, pay me up, dude. You got to pay me, dude. And uh, BJ, you haven't given me a BJ yet, but um, give me one. No homo. (laughs) All right. Christian McFarter, out. Thank you, Zipho, for checking in. Congrats again on your championship. The the old record for most points scored in the game was 189 points by your commission, taking down Tom in in the biggest margin of defeat game ever. And that was in a week three rivalry week game between Tom and I, who never beat me, by the way. But Zifo now holds the single um, game record for most points scored with 197-something points. So congratulations on pretty much holding every record in the fucking fantasy league. Um, but here's the thing. While Zifo may be a great team, when you look back at the numbers, going forward could be anybody. The next five years could be completely different. The next five years could see five new champions. You never know. Hopefully that uh, someone else besides me and Zifo can win the league for once. Me and Zifo are getting bored of this. You know, we're just constantly dominating. So who wants to come take a shot at the two kings? Mark's up there too. He's got a championship. But uh, yeah, who wants to take a shot? Who wants to come uh, get their name forever in the rafters here at the makeshift studios home at the beautiful Brookside Estates? Reggie Puppy Palace, who wants to be there? Well, that's it, guys. That's all for uh, 2019.
2019. That's all for the decade. I hope that you will join us again next year. And I don't know. Uh, 2020, you may not hear from me until we get closer to the draft or if the Eagles go on a run. Maybe I'll pop back in and just drop a few uh, thoughts and prayers and, and let you know how I'm thinking. But we'll see how it goes. We'll play it by ear. And I know at the beginning of the year, I did mention some other podcasts. Um, unfortunately, that has kind of fallen through. Um, we'll try to pick that up here in the off season and see if we can't get that out to you. A lot of work went on there, but not a lot of traction. So uh, more to come there. I, I just want to thank you guys for participating this year and being so active. This was one of the more active years, and I can't tell you how much that means. You know, I sit down here in my basement, and I do this um, pretty much 15 times a year, um, and you guys make it what it is. And the more you contribute, the better I feel, the more I want to do this. So thank you to those of you who do contribute and, and make this what it is. I really, really appreciate it. With that, um, that's all the commission has for you, man. It's been talking ish with your commission. We'll see you next year. Happy New Year to all of you. Stay safe out there. We'll talk to you in 2020, baby. Niggas is mad. I get more butt than ass trains. Fuck a fair one. I get mine the fast way. Ski mask way. Nigga ransom notes. Far from handsome, but damn a nigga tote. More guns than roses. Foes is shaking in their boots. A visible bully like the gooch disappear. Van moose, you whack to me. Take them rhymes back to the factory. I see the gimmicks, the whack lyrics. The shit is depressing, pathetic. Please forget it. You're mad cause my style you're admiring. Don't be mad, UPS is hiring. You should have been the cop, fuck hip hop. With that freestyle, you're bound to get shot. Not from Houston, but I rap a lot. Pack the gap a lot, the flame's about to drop. Uh. No rap, no crap, you bore me Want to grab my dick, too lazy, hold it for me I'm straight, that great, bust the head straight And dreads, I'm everlasting Like it's so on pro cash A tech nine, when I rhyme Plus I climb, word is mine Your album couldn't fuck with one line It's been three years since your last year But now I reappear, your heart pumps fear to your gut, did your girl's butt I scraped it, shaped it, now she won't strut I smashed teeth, fuck your beef, no relief I step on stage, girls scream like I'm key You won't be around next year My rap's too severe, can't get bad flavor Here comes a brand new flavor, yeah Time for new flavor Time to burn to explore The flavor in your ear is the boy scout I make outs, I make all the rappers have doubts You're fucking with the wrong clan and the wrong man, that's it Now you got to get your dome split I'm going into my knapsack with my jet Take off my hat, yes I'm just cool like that The dangerous, the ruggedness from the flappers abyss BLS 97 kiss bastard is I'm gonna live long in this rap game Niggas know my name, yo Puffy Uh, blow tissues, skeevy, delicious.
this. Give me goose, goose, love me good. Mm, damn, Hollis to Hollywood, but is he good? I guess like the jeans, uh, flavor like praline. Sick daddy, I mean, Papa love it when he does it. Niggas buzz it. But tell me, was it really just the flavor that be clogging your ears? The most healthy behavior is to stay in the clear. It's all for you, it's really all for you. Punch back, close your eyes, try to munch that. Oil up your ankles, let your Tim's tap. Fight the flavor, it reacts to your dope gaps. Word to mama, I tongue kiss a piranha. Electrocuted barracuda, I'm here to bring the drama. If you want your flavors in your ass grease, watch the vibes about to bring the noise on these. Let me lose from the belly of the beast. Everybody, hey, hey, hey. You better believe it's Buster Rhymes the way we about to whip the try. I say, yo, yo, hey, hey, hey. I split your face and give you stitches. Throw niggas and bitches. Slap the ass on fat bitches. Wait one sec. If I get down, I'm rolling with the heavyweight connect. Through the stomping ground now. Don't you get suspicious. Grant your wishes every time. Bring it vicious when I bust the back. I know one thing the whole world is expecting is how we all connected. The break food. Five new flavors on the beat. Feel the fucking heat. I really think you should be cheap while we blow up the street. Instead of copping, please just freeze. Maintain the focus while we smoke these marijuana trees. When I get down, I disappear. Reappear and blow up everywhere. Fucking with these flavors in your Giving it earned, God dog. It's Um, I think you just got uh cucked. Hey there, fellas. Happy New Year to you. Um, if you're out in the city tonight, I'll be there seeing Dave Chappelle. Uh, I'm very excited to take my wife there. So come join me. Have a drink. Let's celebrate. We'll see you next year. Let's go fucking birds. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles!